You're listening to Nostalgia Club, the podcast where we look back on our favorite childhood stories and revisit them as adults. At least one of us hasn't read or watched these series, so we also get a first-timer's opinion. Spoiler alert, we will be discussing storylines and future events beyond the first books and episodes. So, proceed with caution. Hello, and welcome to Nostalgia Club. I'm one of the hosts, Victoria, and I'm joined by... Michael. Yes. <laughs> and also Gino. I thought you were going to stop at Michael. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, it. it's just Michael. <laughs> we also have Gino. Hello, I'm Gino. And we are all podcast editors. <laughs> and we are all podcast editors. So this is um, our very first episode. On this show, we're going to be talking about books and TV shows and possibly more like media that we consumed as children and kind of revisiting it as adults now that we are older and possibly wiser possibly possibly it's the stuff that we uh used to pretend to be during our recesses in elementary school things we would argue over on fan forums make amvs on youtube (laughs) that kind of stuff and then you forget about it for 10 years and you go back and go wow i was like that yeah (laughs) and you were you were like that yeah The inspiration also came from us having conversations about like, oh, did you ever read this as a kid? And then realizing that other people were not completely obsessed with certain series like you were. Like, wow, this wasn't your entire identity as a child? Okay. Wow, you weren't cool? (laughs) I was cool. I read books like Warrior Cats. Yes, case in point, the topic of today's episode, if the title didn't give it away. Yes. Um, which I didn't know anything about until Victoria brought it up to me. So you, uh, Gino, you and Victoria, both familiar with Warrior Cats, which was apparently just called Warriors for a while? I think it was Warrior Cats first. Oh. The series was Warrior Cats first, and then when they started branching out into other animal groups, they rebranded it Warriors, I believe. So what is what uh, explain to me the conceit of warriors or warrior cats or whatever this initial series is. So warrior cats is very self-explanatory in a way. It's about a bunch of like wild cats who live in a forest nearby, basically like a human neighborhood. And they like have individual clans. They have their own what they call a warrior code, which is basically like rules and like an honor code that they live by. It's very organized. They have, like, a hierarchy of, like, a leader. A martial society, (laughs) if you will. They have a leader. The leader has a deputy who's, like, her right hand. And then there's, like, the warriors who are, like, the main body of cats who fight and hunt and, like, take care of the clan. Then there's the queens who are... I can't tell if they're, like, only the cats who are, like, actively nursing kittens. I believe queens is a general term for, like cats who are in the stage of their life where they can birth kittens. Oh, okay. But queens can also be warriors or other things. It's like an umbrella term. Gotcha. They do throw out a lot of terms like real fast and just go like, if you don't know it, you'll figure it out. Yeah, good luck. So then there's like the group of cats who are nursing kittens. And then there are kits who are kits. And then there's also always a medicine cat who's kind of like not just a healer for the group, but also like a spiritual guide. The medicine cat carries the clan. Yeah. The medicine they would cat all is be very dead important. instantly yeah. <laughs> without their medicine cat. So yeah, that's kind of like a brief introduction to Warriors if you've never heard of it. But Michael, as our uh, first time reader, what were your initial thoughts on the first book that we read of the series? Well, I, I do want to make a critical distinction. How old were you, Victoria, when you first read Warrior Cats? I was... 11. 11. Yeah. You were in like sixth grade, I yeah. think you said? Yeah, it was sixth grade. All of my friends at the time were into Warrior Cats. And I was like, I like cats. I'll like read this book series. And then so I started reading it. And then there are like so many, so many books. And we'd wait together for like the next series to come out or whatever. Because it's like, how many did you say? It was like 50, 50 Warrior Cats books or well, something specific. each series has six books. And I think currently there are eight series one two three four five six seven eight they're on their eighth yeah so they're on their eighth at the time i was reading it i think it was on the third or fourth series there are also about three dozen supplementary books 
I, I yes. have seen, it looks like there's like an elephant one. You've told me there's a dog one. Well, aside from like the other animal ones, which there are, because there's not just warriors, there's also the dog one, and then there's the one about like bears. <laughs> Do you know if those have the same conceit where it's basically martial society? No, they're very, they're different. Okay. Yeah, so there's like the side series that are about other animals, but then there's also within the Warrior Cat series, there are like side companion stories. So, for example, one of the characters in the first book, Yellow Fang, has her own book that focuses on her story specifically. So, if you're reading Warrior Cats and you're like, oh, like Yellow Fang's a really interesting character, I want to learn more about her life and like her perspective, there's like a whole book. It's like a thick book that you can read. There's also like manga series that they like adapted of like short side stories um later on but in terms of the the other animal books they're pretty different like i read seekers which is the one about the bears that one is about like there's a black bear and a grizzly bear and a polar bear who the three big bear types yes (laughs) (laughs) i can't remember how they all come together but they somehow join forces and they travel across the world basically did you say there were three bears yeah i i I got curious and i looked it up there are actually four bears oh there's four bears one of the bears is a shapeshifter who can turn into any animal oh i remember this wow so that kind of blows this whole thing open then this whole universe of animals who have society uh they live in a society and they're also magic and they get increasingly more magic as the series progresses. I will say there's some mysticism in 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 OG Warrior Cats. The initial two series of Warriors, like the first two series, are much more grounded in terms of like the problems that they face are mainly like we don't like humans. Humans are like taking over our territory. And the second series We also don't like each other. Yeah. <laughs> each other is taking over our territory. Yes, this is true. In, like, the second series, it's mainly about the cats having to move away from basically where they've all grown up and find a new home. because Like, all the clans have to because the humans have completely, like, taken over the woods for housing development and whatnot. The evils Yeah, but then once you get past series two, it starts getting more into, like, magic and mysticism. You have, like, ghost cats and then cats who can see visions even more than medicine cats can. And then, like, there's a cat who can, like, he, like, dreams and then, like, goes back in time to when, like, the ancient cats lived. It goes very many places. As you're saying this, like it all it all tracks for me because there's a lot of lore seeding just in this first book, which is the only one I've read. I will say, Gina, how old were you when you got into Warrior Cats? I don't remember. I read them. I read them as a small child. Okay, like um, elementary school or middle school, small. Like I think elementary school. It was it was very very popular, but I was into like other book series more. But I I revisited them in high school and I got real into them, but like secretly because that wasn't cool. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah. Uh, I was 28 years old when I, <laughs> when I first got it, which is to say like half a week ago, I read uh, my first uh, Warrior Cats um, and it was it, it was great. It reads like it reads like high fantasy, except they're kind of aliens because <laughs> their modes of thinking and of structuring society and culture are very different. And I mean, that's all a cat is once you give it a profound level of sentience and motivation. <laughs> it's just an alien. Yeah. Um, so this was fascinating to me. I mean, I'll just, I'll read just a little bit of the prologue here, um, modifying a few words, see if I can do it in real time, just to give you the idea of what I'm talking about when I say this is basically alien high fantasy. Okay. Um, okay. Let me just set, set the scene. <clears throat> <clears throat> Why are we all clear our throats? <laughs> A half-moon glowed on smooth granite boulders turning them silver. The silence was broken only by the ripple of water from the swift black river and the whisper of trees in the forest beyond. There was a stirring in the shadows, and from all around, lithe, dark shapes crept stealthily over the rocks. Unsheathed swords glinted in the moonlight. Wary eyes flashed like amber, and then, as if on a silent signal, The creatures leaped at each other, and suddenly the rocks were alive with wrestling, fighting warriors. 
So I, I only changed a few words in there. Instead of warriors, it's cats, and instead of uh, swords, it's claws. So that's kind of the vibe. Yeah. I will say when I first read the prologue again after so many years, it was like instant wave of memories. I don't know why I remembered this prologue so distinctly compared <laughs> to any of the other books, but immediately as I read it, I was like, oh, I remember like first reading this. That's a really good hook. Like it really like just puts you right into the drama, the high stakes of Warrior Cats. Yeah, there's a lot of also the names. Uh, it takes a lot to. Okay, I have a confession to make. I, I, I read the prologue of Warrior Cats. I then did some research as to whether or not I could audiobook the rest of Warrior Cats. There is an audiobook that was available. It was, it was like I don't know. It looked like it would take a long time because the narrator spoke at a very even pace, you know, a- amicable for listening to a book. And I was like, <laughs> I got to go faster than this. Um, and so I just scrolled a little bit down on the YouTube page and I found for the first book specifically a Warrior Cats fan dub <gasps> of the whole book. Of the whole book? <laughs> and it's like, it's like a hybrid between an audiobook. And, like, an audio drama. Ooh, like, did they added sound effects and everything? There's some sound effects. There's a little music as, as the chapters go on. It's all voice acted. Voice actors coming from different microphone setups, so the it's classic. interesting. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of characters in this. Yeah. So when you're getting names like, oh, it's Graypawn, Sandpawn, Dustpaw, and Lionheart, and Tigerclaw, and, and Whitestorm, and... And uh, and Firepaw and Blue Star and Broken Star and and Ragged Star and Okar. I'm impressed that you remember all of these. And names. Redtail. Yeah, you're just you're just <laughs> yeah, you're, you're listing just going. them. And there's a lot. Yellowtail. <laughs> and Smudge. And Smudge. Okay, so here's the thing about Smudge. When when we open our book, our main character Firepaw, originally known as Rusty, he's a house cat, and he dreams. He dreams of leaving his domestic life and seeing the wider world and the forest beyond, which he does in, in like a grand total of two chapters. Um, but it's, it's a very <laughs> it's fast a very decision, fast but decision. it's so artfully done, uh, I must say. If you're like, oh gosh, yeah, 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 we establish our ordinary world for our character and then we leave off. No, they really sell the idea that this cat has to make a decision. And he's, and he's stuck between two different choices. And when he makes his choice to leave, they give him time between the, the point where he has decided to leave and actually goes off. And there's just like a little, two little paragraphs where it describes him with his friend Smudge uh, visiting, as they call it, his old haunts and saying goodbye to all these cats. And it gives you this really good sense of finality um, and moving off into the unknown. And I and I want to call that out specifically because I just want to clarify, I really like this book. <laughs> I'm 28 years old, and this book does its thing so freaking well. There's, all, there's geopolitics between these cat clans. There's the, the sort of underdog narrative of this house cat that all these wild cats have um, a, a prejudice against sort of uh, rising in their esteem as he learns to be more of a wildcat, even though he's got a spark in him that they can tell he's he's going to do something great. There's a whole prophecy, and it's really fascinating. And the character of Smudge, this is how you know they know what they're doing, is because they have our original character, his, his, his domestic name, characters change names throughout this thing as they rise in the ranks of tribal self-esteem or whatever. <laughs> um, as they level up. As they level up. So our character, who is known throughout most of this book as Firepaw, starts out as as Rusty, and his friend is Smudge. And uh, Rusty, our character, is our Luke Skywalker with dreams of going out into the beyond. What we don't get in Star Wars, necessarily, is someone, for example, similar to Luke Skywalker, who just wants to stay on the moisture farm and is like, the moisture farm's great. I love the moisture farm. I love Tatooine. That's what Smudge is for Rusty. He's the cat who is Rusty's age and goes... I really like just being a house cat. And so it's this nice foil to Rusty's character, and it makes him seem like an exception to the rule. It's nice that we get this dichotomy that feels very well established from the get-go, and it was something I really appreciated. One thing I want to ask the both of you is, does Smudge ever make a reappearance? Because 
he seems like very utilitarian. It's like, okay, uh, we need to show that Rusty is different than a normal household cat. So we have this other cat character named Smudge here to just be a cat that is happy with his lot in life. Because if he is, then I'll be really impressed. Because normally those characters are just very, you know, it's they're, they're just to get a point across and then they leave the narrative forever. What I, what I do know that these books do really well is that any character who is mentioned once, they are going to come back. Wow. Like there yeah. are no throwaway characters. They use all of their characters and they like squeeze every like drop of story potential out of their characters because there are eight series wow. of these books. <laughs> so they have to. I mean, their cast is so massive. It's a massive cast. And they go. I, I remember when we first started talking about this concept and I said that like I grew bored with the series because I thought that in the first series, like well, cats die left and right. But I thought so that many I, deaths in this. Was a lot of, I was surprised. <laughs> Within I two chapters, remember. someone's already dead. It's how oh many gosh. deaths. But I, I remember as a kid reading these and being like, these cats are starting to get main character uh, plot armor. And I and they are uh. no longer I no longer feel like they're in danger and the cats aren't dying anymore. And like, I don't I don't I don't feel like there's any sort of risk anymore. But going sense. back to it, they die a lot. And and trying to like re-up my my Warrior Cats knowledge and like going through plot summaries and stuff, they cycle through characters real fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's their cats, so they're like their lives are shorter or maybe. <laughs> but like they're not that much. Like a cat can live for 20 years. There's a lot of fights. There's so much like strife between all the clans. There's like romantic drama. Oh, you were telling me about a subplot of like Two cats who had children, two cats from two different clans who end up having kittens. Yes, that, that happens happen- a few times. That happens a few times, actually. That's it's exciting. very Shakespearean. Yeah. This whole thing, it's very Shakespearean. <laughs> so there's a lot of melodrama. Wow. Yeah, basically, like, later on in the first series, Graypaw, who becomes Graystripe, falls in love with a Gra- river. Graypaw being uh, our main character, Rusty, who becomes Firepaw. Best Firepaw's character. best friend. Yes. Firepaw's best character. Yeah, Graypaw is great. Um, he falls in love with the River Clan cat, and it becomes like a source of tension between the two best friends because Firepaw is like, dude, you can't do this. This is breaking the warrior code, you know? But like, Graypaw is like, come on, man. Like, I really like her. <laughs> and so, like, Firepaw basically has to like cover for his friend, and it's like a classic, like, secret dating. And then Firepaw has to like convince all the other cats in the clan that like Graypaw's not doing anything suspicious and that his loyalty isn't is to be trusted. And correct me if I'm wrong, but just from my experience with this book, I feel like that is probably like one of five subplots in the given yes. book. Oh, there's lots. Yeah. That's just one thing that's happening oh my um, gosh. in the series. And then later on what happens is the clans find out and they're like, you guys have to stop seeing each other. But then the River Clan cat, Silverstream, has already gotten pregnant. But then she actually dies giving birth to the kids. We kittens. should probably clarify spoilers. Yes, spoilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, Sorry, Michael. We'll, we'll put a spoiler warning at the beginning you. of the episode. I'm okay with spoilers. Yeah, yeah, okay. She dies giving birth and then there's... A lot of tension between River Clan being like these are technically like our cats, but then Thunder Clan is like, no, they're also our cats. So then their kittens custody are caught. Battle. Yeah, it's caught geopolitical a custody, battle. custody battle. And what happens is Graystripe actually ends up going to River Clan for a bit because uh, he want he like chooses his kids over his clan. What a good dad! Yeah, best character. Yeah, he's a great character. <laughs> he goes through a lot, actually. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, I I feel it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have every ounce of faith that this series goes... It goes a lot of places in a single book. I have every ounce of faith that it will go countless more places in just even nine books, like the first series or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let alone more. I will say, uh, of all the lore that we get, because we get a lot of lore, we get um, lore that there were lions and tigers in these woods, at least in the history that these cats remember. There were lions and tigers in these woods that these cats uh, believe they are descended from. Um, and so that uh, influences their naming conventions. I mean, that's totally possible, too. Like, there were North American lions and tigers. Do we know if this is North America, though? I'm assuming... Or is it a vague anywheresville? I think based on the wildlife that we see and also just like the vague human cultural touches that we get. Okay. It's, it is, I will say, it's a very rural sort of setting. And rural is everywhere. 
Oh. The recording engineers to the rescue. It takes place in England. Ooh. I I will admit something something you know what it was. There's okay, so this is one of those books with a uh, a map at the front of it. There's <laughs> yeah. two maps. Yeah. Oh, actually. the maps are very good. Yeah, love a book with a map. It was my mistake when I started this book to begin with the maps because I had no context and I was like, there's a lot of names, um, but there's there's maps with lovely art and the houses, for whatever reason, gave me kind of like an English. Uh, an English vibe. Mm. Also, did you read the dedication at the top of the book? I did not. I read it, yeah. I'll, uh, hold on. Let me let me comb through the appendices of cat names <laughs> and their allegiances because we got one of those too. So I'll just read this dedication because it's very nice and I feel like it gives a lovely frame for the whole series. For Billy, who left our, okay. I, I can't believe just in the dedication I have to explain lore. Um, <laughs> but... The cats call humans two legs. Yes. All one word. And also, Star Clan is like the pan. Uh, so there's. Oh, I can't Basically, believe, heaven for cats. Heaven is for Star cats. Clan. Yes. It's like heaven for cats, but it's like they can come back and they mess can, like, with stuff. Yeah. Well, it's the eventually... force. <laughs> I, there's, okay, four primary clans, I'll just say because we haven't said this. Thunder Clan, that's the clan that we spend most of our time with, at least in this book. Protagonist clan. Named after a road. Uh, yes, oh, that's yeah. right. That is lore that, which is great. Again, great lore. Why is it called ThunderClan? Is it just because it sounds cool? No, because the road, the highway or through street or whatever going through this forest is called what? The Thunder Path? Mm -hmm. Yep. Because cars are driving along it and they're super loud. Yeah. Um, So they call it the Thunder Path and that's where ThunderClan gets its name because it most borders the road. Very Mm -hmm. cool. Another clan, RiverClan, self-explanatory, does a lot of stuff at the river. They Um, swim and fish. Swim and fish. Wind Clan, which we don't even ever like see in this Not book. Not yet, yeah. Not yet. Uh, they're, they occupy kind of like a cliff, cliffy... They're like step. a like Moorish area, like okay. tall grass, more open land. The idea of Wind Clan is they're like really fast runners because they have to catch a lot of like rabbits and like faster moving prey. As opposed to River Clan that swims real well. Yeah. And Thunder Clan, which is very good for prowling through the trees mm-hmm. and stalking prey. Yeah. Um, and then there's Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> Shadow Clan, uh, which just the name, and they get that name because they they live in the shadowy corners of the forest. Oh no, Shadow Clan! They're suspicious. Suspicious. How can one side of the forest be more shadowy than the other? It's it's probably the the least justified of all the names. It's just like we got to clarify that. The, I mean, I almost feel like because okay, you would think like oh their rationale for that was we got to clarify that this clan is is the bad clan. Shadow Clan, but with all of like the, with all the work that they do in building up this world, I don't think they needed it. They could have they could have given it any clan name, and they have enough opportunities to show Shadow Clan acting antagonistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with the what what happens with Shadow Clan in this book, which I can't believe we have a whole. Oh my gosh, I can't. I was t- gonna talk about the dedication. I'm going to read the dedication before we continue because there's too much left to talk about. Okay, Okay, so this reads, For Billy, who left our two-leg home to become a warrior, we still miss him very much. And for Benjamin, his brother, who is with him now in StarClan. And then special thanks to Kate Carey. So I can only speculate, but it seems like it's uh, two people whose cat ran away and they just sort of manifested the idea of this narrative that that this cat went off and sort of joined a uh, a society of cats living free in the woods, which is just a, a beautiful kind of silver lining uh, to spawn yeah. a whole book series. That is really nice. I interpreted it as like someone's son became a soldier. Oh wow! Oh my I just, gosh! I just took it to mean the cat ran away from home. Oh, wow! I went. I I thought. Oh, these are two humans. And they went to war and died. Oh. And then someone was like, warrior cats. <sighs> well, I guess I would, we'll never I, know. We had to Part of me wouldn't even put it past it. Because, yeah. look, this book is, is violent in its own right. These cats, th- it is a warrior caste system. Mm-hmm. Their whole identity and world is wrapped up in constant violent conflict. <laughs> Constant readiness from the moment they are born, they are indoctrinated into a system of 
constantly needing to be ready at all times patrolling territory. There is a whole system that exists between these these clans where they can act amicably toward each other while also recognizing the fact that they are perpetual enemies yeah. and have no plans to ameliorate that ever. It's, again, it's high fantasy, but they're aliens because they think and act differently than <laughs> than, than we do in a way. I will say one thing uh, that really interested me among the lore that we get is we get neutering lore within the first three chapters. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, these are cats. They're naked. They pee all the time. We're going to dive into that. <laughs> yeah. When they're patrolling their territories, it'll just casually mention like, oh, and, and he left his scent, you know, at the edge of their territory. They're, they're peeing. They're just <laughs> yeah. peeing. There's a bit in this book where one of the cats is like, I've pooped. Throw it away. And the cat's like, all right, that's part of my job. That's true. They call it dirt. <laughs> you must clean her dirt. Yeah. Um, which is, it's a great euphemistic term. Uh, but I do, it's one of those things, again, where it's, it's high fantasy aliens because for them it's normal. But when you think about it for us, it almost sounds like a South Park episode or something. <laughs> because you'll have these, these you know, renowned warriors, uh, Lionheart and Tigerclaw, leading the apprentices, that's the actual name, for Firepaw and Graypaw and the others, leading them around. We haven't even mentioned Ravenpaw, which is a whole other subplot. Yeah, that's the whole um, thing. Like, leading them around the borders of ThunderClan territory and saying things like, you mu- Lionheart, who's great, um... I would Rip. say uh, <laughs> you are definitely like the Lionheart of this group. I just get like Lionheart vibes. I think maybe it's partially the hair. I do have a listener wouldn't know, but I have very, very long red hair. Yes. Mm-hmm. A luscious mane. A luscious mane. Like a lion. This Lionheart. So, yeah, Lionheart will be like, listen well, young apprentices. You must always be ready at, at the borders of, of River Clan for any violence to outbreak. And then, and then he just takes a piss. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tigerclaw, who's kind of like, our, our, like a more aggressive Snape. Tigerclaw is making moves within ThunderClan. Oh, yeah. As a primary antagonistic character. Um, and, and but it's not too overt. Again, geopolitics. There's things happening on the outside of ThunderClan mm-hmm. and on the inside. It's wonderful. Um, <laughs> but Tigerclaws, you know, similarly on that same track, going, Raven Pa, you you worthless little scum! Stop being such a worthless creature. You'll never make a strong warrior. And then he takes a piss on a bush. <laughs> um, so it's it's like. It's wild when you think about it, but you just have to embrace it. There's yeah. a, they go to this thing. What's the rock that they go to? The moonstone. The moonstone. Did you catch where that actually is? What? What the cave actually is that they're actually going into? I don't. That they don't understand? No. It's an abandoned mine. Is it? The moons, that whole thing is man-made. Oh. Their, their religion, their very real, tangible religion that affects them physically it does. is man-made. Okay, so he, like that's this is where StarClan comes into the yeah. picture. So StarClan, heaven for cats, where, where warriors go when they die. It's, it's ghost cats who live in space, in a way. But also in your hearts and minds. I guess. I, again, I've only read one book. With like how the series progresses into like more and more like magic, at the beginning of the series, StarClan is very much almost like a concept, only the leaders and the medicine cats have a connection with StarClan. And Firepaw. And Firepaw, because and he's special. Because he's the hero. <laughs> he's the prophesized hero of Only fire will save ThunderClan. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Only um, fire. Here's a new cat. You're fire now. <laughs> say, Maybe this will work. Say, save the clan. Hey, fire. Hey, you're fire now. Save the clan. Blue Star just like really jumped on it. She was like, you, cat, who looks like fire, you must be the prophesized one. By the way, Blue Star is the leader of Thunder Clan and is like, to make more, I don't know, Harry Potter references, uh, is like if, uh, well, what's her name? McGonagall? It's like if McGonagall was also Dumbledore. Ooh, yeah. But also like a, like a, Badass, <laughs> like, like really awesome. Uh, what? Just really cool. At least in this book. Again, I. These books go places I could I couldn't put anything past the progression of this plot. And just from the look on Victoria and Gino's face, I can see that things change. Blue Blue Star. I know we're going to talk about Starland, but Blue Star's character arc, she does not stay the like stable wise mentor. Yeah. Like you see the toll of leadership on her. 
it's it's actually like a really good example of like the toll that trying to be a good leader takes on a person. What becomes of her? She loses all of her close friends. She's betrayed multiple times. She stops trusting her own clan. She gets super paranoid and like stops functioning as a leader. And then at the end has a resurgence of like, I need to help my clan and like sacrifices herself to like save Firestar's or he becomes Fire Firestar. Heart. Fireheart's <laughs> life. Spoiler alert. It's Fire a great... Paw becomes the leader after Blue Star. If, you, if well, you didn't guess. I feel like once you find out that all leaders get the name Star added yeah. to the end of their name, you're like... Firestar is going to happen. Yeah, there's Firestar no way is it's an not. Awesome name. <laughs> it's an awesome name. Some of the names, like I think in a, in a couple series later, there's one called like Squirrel Flight, Squirrel Star. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good one. <laughs> like that one, no, no, I take it back. Squirrel Star is good. I feel like anything sounds good when you add star to it. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking of all like the different like cat prefixes yeah. to the names. Even like dust even, star. Even running nose, running star. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. There's a cat named Running Nose. It's great. That's good. That's yeah. a good one. But Star Clan. Yeah, so Star Clan is like initially at the beginning of the series, they're not as involved. Like they just like kind of look on from afar and like observe the clans. But later on, like, some Star Clan cats almost become, like, the Jedi where they can just, like, appear. Force ghosts. Force ghosts, yeah. They mainly still, like, appear in dreams, but then later on in the series, because then they find out there's, like, um, like where do, where do, like, dishonorable cats go when they die? They don't get to go to Star Clan. Oh. They actually go to, like... what's called the dark forest oh they're called dark forest cats cat hell yeah (laughs) and there's they're like basically like intended to be like isolated they're not like around other dark forest cats they're not all like together and like conniving oh um they're intended to be like you broke the warrior code so you are sentenced to eternal like solitude and loneliness (laughs) eternal bad vibes yeah (laughs) but then what happens is later on like these dark force cats learn how to become like ghost cats and like be seen by alive warriors then they have like a whole like arc where they actually fight the dark force cats even though they're ghosts they can like physically fight them i'm just at this point i'm just thinking of like dune like, there's a whole thing in, like, I don't know, third or fourth book of Dune that involves genetic memory and stuff like this. And this is all just sounding like a more mystical version of that. And just less worms, more cats. Less worms, more cats. Yeah. You think, like, there are cats who, like, have died, but they always, like, come back at some point. Hmm. Whether it's, like, if they're in Star Clan, they'll, like, come back later to, like, give some wisdom to, like, the leaders. Or if they were bad cats, they'll come back and, like, cause more trouble. Basically, like, enact their revenge that they weren't able to get in life. Goodness. Yeah. So it gets very intense. And then in terms of Blue Star, she loses her faith in Star Clan, right? I think so. I know I know. there's a subplot in the first series where we meet some cats who are atheists who don't believe in Star there Clan. There are atheist cats. There are wow. atheist cats, which is... Super fun. And I I love the idea of an atheist in a setting where there is like literal proof of the God. Like they show up and they're like, hello. And he's like, (laughs) I do not see. (laughs) So they're like, definitely did not get a prophecy from Star Clan. They don't exist. Like Star Clan's literally like poking you in the back and you're like, I. it's a big bug. I do not see. (laughs) But like like Holly Leaf in the third or fourth series, like she doesn't believe in Star Clan possibly i well i suppose if for most cats there is no interfacing with it at least until i guess these later books yeah were... well holly leaf is a cat in like a later book and at that point like there's just like constant like star clan interactions holly leaf is one of the cats who believe they are a part of a prophecy so i'm guessing i remember reading this series but again it was so long ago um so i'm just spark noting it but holly leaf is part is believe she's part of a prophecy so by that interpretation she must believe in star clan well but what happens is she realizes she's not part of the prophecy and loses she kinda faith. Like, yeah she loses faith she like turns i guess it's not like technically like atheism if like you still believe they exist but she like drops out of the faith. heresy yeah <laughs> maybe um yeah. yeah the religious politics in this um series <laughs> is also really interesting Wow. They really go, like, every possible way, like, relationship conflict. Generational trauma? Yeah, generational trauma. Is is Tiger Claw 
reincarnated at some point? Um, no. But he has... Some... Tiger Claw being the ambitious, uh, conniving yes. um, member of Star Clan who... Well, of ThunderClan. Of, of ThunderClan, jeez. Um, who orchestrates, essentially, quite interestingly, a series of deaths yes. to place himself at higher positions of power and also disenable individuals who could conceivably undermine that power, even if it doesn't necessarily mean ending their life himself, and makes an enemy of our hero, Firepaw, who by the end of the book becomes Fireheart. Yes. Tigerclaw is basically one of the primary antagonists of the first series in particular, but he does come back as a antagonist in other series as well. He's kind of like the Vader or like yeah. his influence, like even though he dies, his influence just like keeps going. The Dio Brando for those yeah. who have watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> yeah, so he basically like he has like some kids and those kids like some of them kind of like end up following in his footsteps because they're like, oh, like my dad was this great ambitious warrior. Like I got and he also like when he starts to be able to like actively manipulate them. That also leads to them becoming, I guess, bad cats in their own way. But then in particular, he has one child named Brambleclaw who grows up basically wanting to get out of his father's shadow. But he looks a lot like Tigerclaw. And that's like a reason why a lot of cats mistrust him or like don't want to get as close to him because like he just he looks exactly like his dad. Whereas like other siblings don't look as much like him him in particular um, his story follows him trying to get out of his father's shadow basically like create his like own name and like try to live honorably since his father did not so his arc is also super interesting he gets there too yeah he, he gets the star title yeah he eventually he becomes the leader of thunder clan wow um this, this what series number is that this Seven. is when I stopped reading. Seven. So okay. I, yeah, I read up until the point where Bramble Claw becomes Bramble Star. Okay. But then after that, the series afterwards takes like a complete jump. Like I was excited to like learn more about Bramble Star and like what he does as a leader. But after that, they like took a break from like the main, I guess, present situation. And they started doing a series about like some of the like older, like ancient cats. Uh, um so after that i was like not as interested in like that history and i was like i just want to like learn about bramble star you were caught up in the in the current narrative yeah. thrust I was, yeah because it like when he becomes leader it's like so much is happening still ah. but i think what ha actually happened because i like i was like trying to figure out what like series eight is about i think what happened is like the reason why they like went back in time is because they're like trying to set up things for the finale the the big old well i don't know if there's ever going to be a finale but oh. setting things up for like Bramble Stars, the new series where he is the leader and, like, the things that happen in that series. Okay, that makes sense. There's there's narratives that yeah. I know of that do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it is rough, especially if you've gone through so many series. Yeah. And at that point, like, I was a bit older and I was kind of like, eh, like, these aren't as appealing to me anymore. Like, again, it, like, went into a lot of magic and, like, less grounded. I don't know. Maybe if I reread it now, I would be, like, more into it. But we'll yeah. see. I believe... Uh, series series exactly. eight still coming out, not done yet. Oh, they're, yeah. they're the one along. the one with the going back to the past to explore. No, the I think series at the end of series six it should be is when he becomes leader. Hello, it's Victoria here. Just wanted to jump in and say that we actually got the series order a little bit mixed up. It's actually series four at the end when Brambleclaw becomes Bramble Star, and then series five is when it jumps back to the past and talks about the ancient cats in Dawn of the Clans. Then in series six, it jumps back to the present, but it doesn't quite focus on Bramble Star until series seven. And then, and then series now eight series eight is, is now we're going back to the, con the present. The continued Yeah, narrative. which is why I was like, I honestly would probably like want to try and like pick up series eight again. But at this point, I don't remember so much that's happened that sure. I would have to like reread the whole thing. Well if, well, if anyone can tell just from listening to us for like these <laughs> last 45 minutes or whatever, that's like... Yeah, a lot happens a in a very happens. short amount of time. We haven't even talked about Yellowfang. What I realized is like, because when I was telling you about this series, I was telling you, I was like, telling you like, oh, like this happens like in the second series. I realized that happens in the first series. 
but the second book. I don't know. No, like, it happens, like, later on in the series, but, like, it just, like, felt so much longer when I read it as a kid. When I'm recalling it, I'm like, oh, that happened, like, way after. But, like, it actually happens, like, in the first six books. All the stuff with, like, Graystripe and, like, his, like, forbidden romance and then, like, with Blue Star's whole entire arc, like, happens within the first, like, three or four books. Then they face, like, an attack from these dogs and then there's like the whole scourge thing which is like and then like tiger claws like so much happens in six books the books actually like they're not that long but like they're really efficient with their time they're well paced they know exactly what they need to say and they say it yeah i will say if there's one thing that threw me for a loop which you'd think something would have at the at this point well i suppose Sharing tongues is a is a custom that we didn't discuss. That's that was the funniest name. It's to the me. funniest name. It's basically cats, you know, grooming themselves, licking their pelts, licking each other's pelts, yeah. and it's described as like a thing they do at the beginning of the day. It makes me think of totally different animal. It makes me think of like chimps and gorillas, like picking mm, bugs yeah. off each other, and yeah. it's socializing. It's what they do. They lick themselves. They lick each other. Uh, they talk about the events of the day, but also when one of them dies, part of the, like the essential like custom of laying them to rest involves sharing tongues one last time so they clean the wounds of the dead cat by licking it just all of them together and then some of them like spend the night lying beside the dead cat's body which is a lot of careful thought put into Mm -hmm. a funerary custom in a book that honestly is a lot of death i will clarify for anyone listening who i don't know might be a parent or something and is like i don't know if i want to give my kids uh this book where all these cats are killing and dying murdering (laughs) each other left and right there, there isn't like any gore or any anything like that. There's not blood. It will mention, um, maybe it mentions blood a couple times. At least in this first book, Victoria's giving me a look like you don't know the half of it. <laughs> I don't know. There's just one. It's true that like the violence. It's not described in like super specific detail. It's not like oh the cats did all these like crazy violent things to each other. It's and you can like, see the bone. Yeah, the... but it's it's mainly just like oh they like bit each other or like scratched. S- scratched or whatnot but there are like specific i guess but then again i'm like remembering it so i don't actually know like how it is written i just remember like looking back and being like i read that as a kid the theater of the mind yeah um but there are like some pretty like violent things that <laughs> happen to these cats so mm. um but the book series is intended for ages eight and up so i mean look when we were kids, we read stuff that involved characters dying left and right. We've yeah. talked about this. Yeah. There's, it's surprising the amount of things that you can tolerate when you're a kid reading about mm-hmm. like storylines with violence. Yeah. I think it's like a little bit more tame because it's like they're cats. They're not like humans. When I was a kid, I didn't like I really didn't think of anything of it. I was just like, yep, there sure are a lot of cats that die. I was also really attached to like these characters. <laughs> <laughs> I still am. They're good characters. They're good characters. Rereading it was just like waves of memories, remembering like all the storylines and like they all have like some of them deeply tragic backstories that like even like Blue Star, like we get into her backstory later on in the story. Does she get like Yellow Fang? Does she get a, a spinoff series? To she herself? does. She has her own like spinoff and it's more about like her journey to becoming a leader. Because when we begin this book, even in just like the prologue, it, it specifically says even though she is somewhat of an older cat. She's kind of freshly a leader. There was like some event in this book where it was like the first event uh, of her reign or whatever. Regardless, she's very well respected. Yeah. And she's got a good head on her shoulders. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, oh my gosh, ThunderClan, ThunderClan's in a bad way when we enter this book. Yeah. ThunderClan's having a bad time. Um, And they will continue having a bad time (laughs) for eight series. (laughs) ThunderClan kind of falls prey to the machinations of Tiger Claw and the way he's trying to rip up the social fabric to bring himself power. Uh, Blue Star is like carefully managing the attitudes of her own people. So here's the thing about Yellow Fang, because we got to get into Yellow Fang real quick, <laughs> real quick. I don't want to linger on it. Yellow Fang is the medicine cat of Shadow Clan. Or who, was. Or was. And then um, she was kicked out. Kicked out for reasons that we're not sure. Yeah. His first book for a little while. And Firepaw encounters her. Defeats her in single combat um, and doesn't doesn't kill her, shows mercy because he wasn't necessarily raised in the strict warrior society. Mm-hmm. He's got a little bit of that that softness to him. Um, he, he, he cares, which is why he gets named Fireheart, I think. Um, yeah. 
and and they bring Yellowfang back to ThunderClan, where most of the cats don't really like Yellowfang, but Blue Star is like the way that Blue Star manages her population and just like very carefully walks the line of like you will all get what you want, but also I'm not going to make a bonehead political move yeah. just to satisfy you. And like by the end of this book, starts like because she takes Firepaw um unto herself as 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 a mentee she starts mentoring firepaw um partially because there's a prophecy that might be about him so she wants to kind of keep him close and and sort of train him up but also because firepaw by the end of this book kind of becomes her like hand with which she can take covert maneuvers without giving herself away yeah. Like a certain plausible deniability. And the fact that we get that within the first book and that that is like one fraction of a fraction yeah. of one of the many subplots and it's just done so well. What I love about like the first book is you spend part of the book thinking like, man, Tiger Claw has really got Blue Star in his pocket. Like she totally trusts him. She made him her deputy even after like all these things happen. Like he's really done a good job of winning her trust. But then... A few chapters later, you realize Blue Star isn't as in the dark as you think she is. She doesn't fully trust Tiger Claw, even though, like, he is her deputy and she does, like, trust him in a lot of matters. But even so, she understands that, like, he has ambition that can get out of hand. So she's, like, very, like, careful with how she, like, plays the field even within her own clan. It's wonderful. If there's one thing that just didn't make any sense to me at all, it was near the very end of the book where we're in our climactic moment, our climactic battle. Um, I think this is a good time to mention that the uh, initial Thunder Clan medicine cat, Spotted Leaf, who's great and has this tie to the mystical, we don't get a lot of her, but what we do get of her is great because she takes... She takes no, uh, she doesn't take it from anyone. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> the she, medicine cats are always like one of the most interesting characters, regardless of who it is. But she, Spotted Leaf is removed from the narrative, let's say. Yeah. Violently and off screen. Yeah. And it's like, it's a really rough thing because the only two people that know about the prophecy are Blue Star and Spotted Leaf. Spotted Leaf was the one who actually got the prophecy, the mm-hmm. one that Starclan spoke to. And she ends up having a moment where she specifically tells Firepaw the prophecy, um, and Firepaw doesn't seem to make the connection. He's just like, what? He's like, what do you mean Fire will save ThunderClan? Fire is, like, really dangerous. Yeah. And Spotted Leaf's like, get out of here, man. <laughs> um, All right, Firepaw. Yeah. <laughs> All right. They just think about think about Fire. Think, think, oh, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Spotted Leaf is... I mean, we've done spoilers. Spotted Leaf is is killed off screen. She's assassinated. She's a sat. Well, I don't know if it was uh, distinctly an assassination or if she was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Because here's the big blow up. Shadow Clan. Oh my gosh, had undergone an extreme change of management. Um, real quick. Real quick, and its new leader, Broken Star, which <laughs> well, that's great, has utterly ruined the social fabric of his own clan to try and, like, reset said social fabric by creating a legion of essentially child soldiers, kittens, that are loyal only to him, and he ousts the other uh, Shadow Clan warriors to the fringes. Well, it's mainly he ousts, like, the elders. So anyone who's, like, sick or elderly, usually, like, you see in ThunderClan, like, they really respect their elders. Even though Yellowfang is, like, an outsider, like, Blue Star is, like, very insistent that Firepaw respects her because she's, like, she is a senior warrior. She has more life experience than you. D- despite the fact that she's from another clan, she deserves respect. Whereas in ShadowClan, what's happened is Broken Star takes over and then he, like... If they're not useful fighters, he doesn't care about them. It's also, he's removing the people who would remember what it was like before. Yes, yes. this is true. This is, this, is, this is the big brain stuff. <laughs> this is why I like this book so much. Yeah. Because it, all these little details, they all make sense. The one thing that doesn't make sense, and I've been beating, beating around the bush, when our characters, so here's the thing, Shadow Clan warrior named Clawface sneaks into ThunderClan camp, kills Spotted Leaf, Wonderful spotted leaf. And then steals two kittens. Steal was it two or three? Two. Okay. Steals two kittens. Because this is something that Shadow Clan has been doing that they seed even earlier in the book. This doesn't come out of nowhere. That Shadow Clan 
not only using its own kittens for this purpose, has been stealing kittens from other clans. And even with a uh, wind clan, pushed them out of their territory, presumably stole their kits, uh, or a fair amount of them as well, to bolster its own ranks under the corrupt and despotic leadership of Broken Star. And so when Blue Star gives Firepaw essentially leeway to go in there and go after, because um, there's this thing where it's like, did Yellowfang have any role in this? Um, Yellowfang sort of brooks a, a, a truce between some of the ousted Shadow Clan elders and warriors, um, and this sort of like strike team of th- that Thunder Clan sends in to get these kits back, and they go into the Shadow Clan camp like, like, all right, we're in it now. Like we were, we were out here looking maybe for Yellowfang to get our kits back, but now we've under we've uncovered the political machinations of Shadow Clan and what's really going on. We're gonna go in there. We're gonna get our kits and. If necessary, and it seems like we're going to have to, because now we're in league with these Shadow Clan outsiders. We are going to depose Broken Star yeah. and reestablish Shadow Clan as it was to put things back in order. And in the midst of this conflict, in the midst of this violent conflagration, this like CIA strike essentially <laughs> to oust a, a, an unfavorable uh, leader and place one back in that's a little more amicable to everyone else, Firepaw gets his hands on Clawface. Clawface, who specifically abducted the kids, who killed Spotted Leaf in... I, it could have been Hoplid. Spotted Leaf, it seemed like, was fighting back, but just for just for the sake of it, I'll say, Cold Blood! He yeah. murdered him! I think it was blood. described as, like, a single paw stroke to the back. Was it? Oh. Or, like, a, like a well, warrior did, strike to the she back. She did fight back a little bit because it says, like, when they're suspecting Yellowfang, they're like, Spotted Leaf doesn't have, like, gray fur under her claws. So it, it means she was fighting another cat. Mm-hmm. But regardless, it was like, medicine cats are not, like, they're trained warriors. They can fight, but they're not a, as in practice. Yeah, they're not as in practice as, like, a full-fledged Shadow Clan warrior who trains every day. So here's the thing. We're in the, we're in the middle of this battle. It all, all hex breaking loose, right? Um, the stakes are as high as they have ever been. You're in enemy territory. For your, your fire pie, you're in enemy territory. You are engaging in this de- de- deposing action of the enemy leader um, to reinstate a new government within Shadow Clan, essentially, to get these kits back. You have found the individual who murdered Spotted Leaf. Firepaw really takes a moment when he's like, I can't believe Spotted Leaf is gone. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because it happens so fast. It happens so fast. She dies off screen. Mm-hmm. You have Clawface within your grasp. And he's he's about to do something real rough. He's about to kill Clawface, which cats have been dying left and right. Cats have been killing each other left and right. Everything yeah. that all of these warriors have been telling their other cats is you got to be prepared to fight and die for your clan. Mm-hmm. White Storm, who is a warrior of Thunder Clan, I think it's White Tail. I I I think it's White Storm because okay, I heard White Storm, White Storm okay. and I was like, whoa, White Storm. <laughs> White Storm. Yeah. Um, White Storm, who kind of leads the the. <laughs> you're all you're all looking <laughs> like, it up. I can it's hear White Storm. It's White Storm. White Storm. Okay, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't. It's fine. You've got like a There's bajillion so books of lore yeah. <laughs> in your head. I've got so one. It gets equally confusing when like some of them start like repeating like like we have like so many like ash paws. Like, <laughs> yeah, we get we get two tiger stars. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So so anyway, White Storm stops Firepaw from killing Clawface and and says no 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 excuse you. ThunderClan doesn't kill other cats unless we absolutely have to. Yeah. And I'm like, you're telling me this now? <laughs> it does it does now? come out of nowhere. It yeah. does really come out of nowhere. And it does it seems like a last ditch attempt to be like, ThunderClan are the good guys. Yeah. Shadow Clan are the bad guys. <laughs> and and the I'm good like, guys don't kill. After all this death, we're doing this now. I it's it was just a lot for me to that was the one thing that made me go, hold on a second. Yeah. This doesn't quite track for me. I mean, I understood perhaps why they do it, because you don't necessarily want Firepaw, your your main hero, who's still mm-hmm. kind of like a young teenager, adult, young adult. He's like, he's an apprentice. So he's like, well, at this point, because it, like, it passes a few months. So he's like eight, nine months old. Which in human years is an age. <laughs> it's, it's like... Like a teenager, yeah. Like I can understand teenager. why you wouldn't want to have Firepaw commit murder. Yeah. Um, at at this. But it's also age. like he killed Spotted Leaf. Yeah. Yeah. At the I very least, like, it, you could have Whitestorm be like, "No, Firepaw, you're I'll still an apprentice." It. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I just it just threw me for a loop. Yeah. Um, because I'm like, if anything, even if you had like this this, you know, ethic for your clan, which I will say they do maintain 
their their codes and their ethics to the point of self-destruction sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But you'd think after all that they have been through, like there's a there's an earlier battle in the book where Shadow Clan straight up invades Thunder Clan's camp. Lionheart dies also off screen. <laughs> there's there's a there's a section where the one of the lieutenants of Shadow Clan is described as entering the camp, kills an elder. Just like one sentence, yeah. just kills the elder and then yeah. like goes into the, the kit the kit hut, the kit den. Yeah, it's not, it's like it's not even just murder. It's like they're actively trying to steal babies yeah. to bolster their child soldier army. Yeah. It's like you'd think if anything, if anything warranted like the exception to the rule, because he specifically says we only we don't kill unless we have to. Well, actually in this fight, like they mainly like they fight to like injure. They try not to like fully like kill Cats, I don't know. It's but it admirable. definitely, it definitely like should have it, been established but... earlier and yeah. not at, like, this pinnacle moment where, like, it should have... By the way. <laughs> it probably yeah. would have been better if, like, it was, like, Firepaw remembering, like, oh, wait. Yeah. Our code is, like, we try not to kill. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Being caught in the heat of the moment and then, yeah, yeah. And then pulling back. Whereas it's, like, this random, like, other warriors, like, by the way, <laughs> we shouldn't do this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. What you doing there? It's interesting, too, because that plot point, becomes very important in the second book. So oh. it's weird that it's introduced so late in the first book because Firepaw finally, or at this point, Fireheart comes clean to Blue Star and says, hey, your deputy killed one of the previous deputies. And Blue Star doesn't believe him because of that thing. Oh. Our deputies don't murder. Our clan doesn't hmm. murder. And like, and yeah. if that, if she was to believe that, then that would be dishonoring the name of Redtail. Wow. Because the, uh, the... Or uh, the, Tiger Claw? So the, the idea is that Oakheart killed oh. Redtail and then Tiger Claw killed Oakheart is the story that Tiger Claw has put out. Like, I killed Oakheart in revenge. Gotcha. But in reality, Redtail just killed Oakheart outright uh. and then walked over to Tiger Claw and said, battle's over. And Tiger Claw said, great, and then killed Redtail. Yeah. So the idea that if Tiger Claw, if Tiger Claw's story him. is a lie, that means Redtail just murdered Oakheart. Which would dishonor Redtail. Oh, this, see, this is again the, <laughs> this is galaxy brain yeah. like like world building so, stuff. So, like, it's not just the blue. St- I can't. This is beautiful. Like the obvious solution. <laughs> the obvious solution to that plot point is is Fireheart tells Blue Star, Tiger Claw did something bad, and yeah. Blue Star goes. I don't believe you because I can't believe that Tiger Claw would do something mm-hmm. so terrible. But no, they take it a step farther and Extra they say, layers. I can't believe that because it would mean that Redtail, who I trust more than Fireclaw, did this terrible thing. So that's why I can't believe the story. In addition to the fact that losing Tiger Claw could potentially be a significant issue and there's maybe ways to uh, redirect his his violence um, yeah mm-hmm. but like that's that's great i love it all these intersecting threads of of, of culture and geopolitical machination and, oh gosh yeah thank you Seriously for showing me <laughs> warrior cats this has been episode no one of our warrior cats pod yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah well on that note that's all we have to, for today but as you can tell there's so much more that we can talk about i, I do have one more question for the okay. both of you sure yeah um since you discovered Warrior Cats at a much tenderer age than I, did you ever have a Warrior Cats OC? Hey, Victoria, Victoria immediately flinches. Hey, Victoria, you ever had a Warrior Cats Victoria, OC? You ever had I'll, a... I'll go with mine first because mine's much shorter. By the way, for those of you who don't know, OC stands for original character. It's as if you created a character existing in, uh, in a universe. For example, if you were a fan of Star Wars, maybe you created a Jedi OC that was either a character you thought was interesting or was just you as a Jedi. So yeah. Warrior Cats OC, hit me with them. War- so Warrior Cat, first of all, the fan base Warrior Cats is so strong. It helps to have a series that became popular when the internet was also becoming popular and then continue to pump out good content the entire time. And so you have like generation after generation after generation of kids who are all in this fandom. Like so, there are definitely parents now who like grew up reading Warrior Cats and they're like, look, my child, you can now read Warrior Cats. Yeah. <laughs> so like there are entire like animated AMVs, like long, fully animated, like fan material of this series on YouTube. Wow. And when I was reading it for the first time, there was a not insignificant part of my class who would role play Warrior Cats uh, on the playground. They would, they would, one of the kids was like the mom queen cat or whatever, or like like a star. And she would like order her warriors around and like they would fight each other and pretend to be cats and hiss at each other. I was the cool kid. I pretended to be a Pokemon. So I was different. (laughs) What Pokemon were you? I just, the the cool, the biggest one. Cool. This is not, 
relevant Dragonite. at all. But we were like, what if, what if Venusaur, Blastoise, and Charizard combined <laughs> into one Pokemon? <laughs> that's that's the one I want to be. <laughs> so that was that was I that's was cool. Charvis toys. Charvis toys. But Victoria, yes. So what my friends would do is we weren't that cool where we would, like, role play as warrior cats. But we, like, at my school, we had, like, the option to either basically have recess outside. Like, go outside and, like, play on the playground or, like, like play kickball or whatever. Or you could go to the library for your recess. Like the cool kids like did. Like the cool kids. Get that math homework done so you <laughs> yeah. can play Pokemon at home. Um <laughs> Because I transferred to the school, like, in the middle of the year, and so, like, I would, like, make friends, but then, like, not have quite gotten to the point where I, like, I knew, what, like, what everyone did for recess. So I would always be like, where is everyone at recess? Like, all these, like, classmates that I've been talking to throughout the day, they're, like, not out here. And then I realized they were at the library talking about warrior cats. <laughs> One of my friends, like, made a website. That was, like, a Warrior Cats, like, blog. This was, like, back in, like, the blogger days where you could, like, customize the website. They all had, like, Warrior Cats OCs. Like, they would, like, find, like, a reference picture of what they wanted the cat to look like. And then they write, like, bios and stuff. And so then I was like, I want to create a Warrior Cats OC. So my Warrior Cats OC was named Leaf Storm. Ooh, wow. That's a Pokemon move. <laughs> <laughs> it was because I really liked Leaf Pool. And then, like, one other cat. Oh, and Sandstorm. I really like Sandstorm and Leaf Pool, who are sisters. <laughs> so you combine so, them. No, they're not sisters. It's no, Gino's <laughs> Pokemon combination. Theory. They're not sisters. Sorry. Leaf Pool and Squirrel Flight are sisters. But Sandstorm is the mom. Okay. And so I really liked, like. By the way, Sandstorm is like a kid in this first book. So yeah, yeah. keep him, again, generational. Yeah. So I combined, like, Leaf Pool and Sandstorm and got Sa- Leaf Storm. Which is, anyways. That's so cool. All right. That's, all the fun childhood memories. I just wanted to. I, that's. I was it's just a very curious. important question. Yeah. I feel like we like didn't even like. There's so much. We'll have to do more. We'll, do, we'll do this again. We'll do more Warrior Cats episodes. We'll do this again. But next week we'll be back with another another thing, another childhood memory to parse to through and revisit. So, yeah, thanks everyone for listening and do we want to explain this to Casey? Our boss, Casey so, Whalen, creator of We're Alive, a yes. story of survival. How, uh, a hallowed name in the podcasting audio drama community. So, one thing we were thinking that would be fun at the end of our episodes, the person who is the first-time reader, so in this case, Michael, Me. has to try and summarize Warrior Cats to our boss who has never heard of Warrior Cats. Truly never doesn't even know what it is. In 60 seconds. So good luck, Michael. And this is, like, let's be clear. Episode one, this is a tall order. <laughs> like, not only episode one, so we, there is no established meta for how yeah. to do this, but it's Warrior Cats, which if you've That's listened to all of this. Just do your best. All the names. I don't, like, <laughs> I can list them all, but on demand? Like, individuals on demand? Are we doing, like, the entire series or just the first book? We'll just, let's just try and explain, like, the first. It's, it's got it. I don't have Even, any context yeah, for the rest of the just series. Just try to explain the first book. Okay. Look. Let me let me call. Oh, are we just going to call him right now? I'm just going to call him right now. Is he at the office? I think he's at the office. He's here. He's, he's here right here. now. We can Too just late. drag I'm him. calling him. Oh, oh, it's right. funnier if we call him. We're on speaker. Hello? Hey Casey, it's Michael. Hey Michael. Are are yeah, you at the office? I have to set a timer. I am. I'm in the office. He's like oh. two doors away. I I suppose you could you could come in, but I I we're not ready yet, Victoria. <laughs> Stop it, jeez, my heart is racing. What is um, going on? Okay, I uh, have you've never heard of Warrior Cats, right? No. Gotcha. All right, start the timer. Okay, so Warrior Cats is about a house cat named Rusty who wants to go out and experience the wider world. So he goes and he finds this uh, clan of cats in the wilderness uh, called Thunder Clan, led by Blue Star, their fearless leader, uh, with their, her deputy, uh, Redtail. They take in Rusty, who is renamed Firepaw, who meets Graypaw, his best friend, as well as other apprentices. Uh, but Redtail is murdered mysteriously. Uh, oh, f- 
Firepaw uh, learns the ways of the warrior. Uh, all the different clans, Shadow Clan, Wind Clan, uh, River Clan, the tensions they have between them. They're, they're, they're warriors. They fight all the time. But Tiger Claw is making machinations. He's making moves to rise in the ranks. And Blue Star is wise to this, and so is Firepaw. But then all their kits are getting stolen because Shadow Clan has undergone a major regime change and is now stealing kits and expanding its territory. So Firepaw is dispatched by Blue Star to lead a, a raid with White Storm and other Thunder Clan cats into Shadow Clan to depose the leader, which they do, rescue the cats. Also, there's this other cat named Yellow Fang, who is a former uh, medicine cat of Shadow Clan, who they embrace into their uh, new uh, uh, their clan because uh, she's great. Time's up. Okay, that's all. That's all I got. So, uh, do, do you like it? Would you read? Th- uh, would you read? <laughs> <laughs> would you read Warrior Cats? <laughs> do you like it? There's something about a cat in a forest. Something about a cat in a forest. Okay. Mm, I don't know about this one. The goal of this is not to get Casey to read Warrior Cats, by the way. <laughs> My goal is to get Casey okay. to read Warrior Cats. The goal of this is to get Casey to like Warrior Cats enough to where we can adapt it into an audio drama. Oh, yes. Well, it's been you, the fan dub. But we can do it again. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. But that's all we got for now. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you go. And I suppose the three of us can eventually get back to work, boss. <laughs> you get back to work right meow. Okay, and on that, I'm hanging up. <laughs> what did he say? He said, uh, get back to work right meow. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Well, go read Warrior Cats if you either have never read it or if you listen to this podcast and you're like, I really want to reread Warrior Cats. It's a great time, can confirm, even as 20-year-olds, that we still enjoy Warrior Cats. It's very generous with the phrase 20-year-old. <laughs> support your local bookstore. Yeah, support your local bookstore. And don't bookstore. let your cats outside. Go yes. to your don't library. Don't let them outside. Indoor cats Go only. Go to the library. If you let them out, this is what will happen. <laughs> They'll die. <laughs> a brutal death at the hands of a, of a vicious of, upstart. Of a geopolitical rival. To... Or a... <laughs> well. They'll join society. And as a member of society, I would never do that to someone. <laughs> How dare we subject our cats to society? Uh, Anyways, have a good week, everyone. We'll see you next time. Good night. (laughs) Sleep tight. Thank you for listening to Nostalgia Club. If you enjoyed the episode, follow us on Twitter at underscore Nostalgia Club and on Instagram at Nostalgia Club Podcast. Leave a comment, give us a rating, and subscribe. You can also send us an email with your suggestions for what we should review next at nostalgiaclubpodcast at gmail.com.